All right. Hello, y'all. My name is Dr. Sharon Dudes and welcome to After School Talk Podcast. Today, um, we are going to take a shift. I was going to discuss something else, but we had some recent events happen in our uh, county with the school system. So I was like, yeah, let's pivot. Let's go that direction. Um, if you are a first time visitor after school talk, we are a podcast that discusses um, innovative ways to elevate the student experience, whether it's K through 12 or higher education. Um, when I say innovative, I'm saying it's a lot different. So your mind has to shift to the left, not the right. Um, and so today the topic is act bad. Okay, that is the topic for today. But before we get into the topic, my little mini me is behind me again. Um, she's not working on makeup today. We uh, let me see. She's working on drawing. Um, sister girl is really into art and the creatives. I wonder where she gets that from. Um, but <laughs> she wants to create a portfolio so that she could uh, showcase to be in the art club. So. Um, her mama is pushing for that because I love everything extracurricular. That is a strong basis for this podcast, and it's gonna go into this topic for today. So, at bad, if you don't know, that's a song that uh, Young Miami and JT and Puff Daddy have right now. Um, the whole premise behind at bad is really just a wild out, have a good time. Uh, Diddy is on this whole F it Fridays kind of thing, and I see that as his way of. Um, really trying to push himself out of the depression he was in when his um, long time, I'm not going to say girlfriend, but uh, the mother of three of his kids passed away suddenly, went through a really dark place. And so he's been on this like positivity, love, um, just do you vibes, whatever, right? But sometimes in the school system, we hear at bad and we know when that's just, hmm. It's not going to be a good day. My mama used to say it must be a full moon if her students were on one. So we must have had a full moon the other week because we had a couple of incidents um, to go down. So the first was that there was a school shooting at a local high school. Um, at first, we we're unsure of whether the shooting took place on campus or off campus. Um, sometimes the news will say shooting at boom and come to find out it was across the street. We've seen that with the local college. It was a shooting at such and such. No, the shooting was at a house across the street from the college, which is different. But once um, the details started to come out, it was a shooting in the school cafeteria. Um, there was a student who was injured, but no one, no fatality. So thankful for that. Um, but in the midst of all of that happening, um, has schools who were also having a uptick in fights. Um, so uh, several, uh, why, the news media said a large fight, but it seems there's to be fights popping off. Like one is happening in the classroom, one is in the hallway, one may happen in the cafeteria later. Um, so it may have been a day of just three or four fights is happening a day. And then two days later, some more fights. If you work in the school system, you understand if there's a fight and it is significant, that is probably going to spark an additional fight because typically the friends or the relatives of whoever, it may spill over into another fight, right? Also, if the fight is where someone has now been embarrassed in the fight is the best way I'm going to say it, um, that that student may feel like I have to avenge myself <laughs> and not let you think that you can get away with it. So I may just beat up on a random person just to get my name back good in the streets. Okay. All right. So also, if you tell them tune in after school talk podcast, you know, this is for a practical and the way you say terminology, we ain't here to be all academic. If you ain't, if you knew the rock and way after school talk, that's how we've been doing since 2019. So <laughs> join in. Um, so one thing about the situations that happen, I noticed like, People on Facebook were saying, and I don't get on Facebook that often no more, 
But, um, you know, we need to start teaching our kids this. Y'all need to keep teach your kids this. Um, teachers don't get paid enough to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. And if you pay attention, the, uh, the perspective of the school system changes depending on the situation. One minute you will, uh, it's like Reverend Wesley out in Alpha Street Baptist in D.C. says, one Sunday is going to be Hosanna on the highest, and the next Sunday is going to be crucify him. So that's truly how they treat things with the school system. And you'll hear people say, like, who are raising the kids these days? What's wrong with these kids? Da, da, da. To be honest, after working in the school system, the I'm thankful that I haven't seen a, or heard of a shooting on campus, but it's guns and, and, and students have happened. They have they have been in aligned with each other for a while now. Um, and I mean, years and years and years and years. Right. Where we're trying to stop the gun violence. That's why you have um, national organizations, national um, programs that try to curve that trend and prevent students from engaging in gun violence. And we're not saying, and I want to be real clear on what I'm saying with this, not school shootings where a student, somebody comes into a building and shoots up school. We're saying gun violence that is normally connected to gang activity or something of that nature, right? So that's not new. Um, fights. The amount of fights that... <laughs> took place when I was in the school system. No, that's not new either. Big brawls, big things. Now the fights being leaked to the news, um, having parents share the fight on Facebook, share the video. Those things are a little different. Um, I'm realizing that you have some parents who want to be sensational, who want to sensationalize violence just as much as the students do. So that's a little different. But the overall context of fights happening in schools and students getting access to guns and violence happening is not new. And it made me think about this. If nothing is new under the sun, then why are we still in a conundrum? Let that sink in. If nothing is new under the sun, then why are we still in a conundrum? Why is it that now it's like everybody is, what do we do? Or everybody all of a sudden has a solution. Um, Something in the milk ain't clean. That's all I could think of. I was like, something's missing, right? Um, And it took me back to when I was talking on the podcast last week about the once upon a time and how we use rite of passage philosophy in my office. And that's how we execute a lot of our programming and things that we do. Um, I was explaining how there are elements to the rite of passage. It's a science to it. We don't go into um, anything we do without really seeing, are we hitting as many elements as possible? Because the elements will help connect the students to the school or the campus. And by connecting them to the school or the campus, hopefully we can keep them on the right path, (laughs) R-I-T-E, versus them going a different direction. So I would think that a freshman entering into high school the intentions of the school is not that that student would ever bring a weapon to school. It's not that that student would ever bring a weapon and discharge the weapon onto another person. And it's not the intent that they would ever put their hands on another person when they're angry. That's not the true intent of the school, right? So you never want a student to come in and do that. So if that's not what you want them to come in and do. What are you doing to ensure that that student has the mental capacity to not do it? 
Not that not that you've done preventive measures in a police format. That's that's a whole other discussion. That's that's public safety and metal detectors and and discipline. Not that side. What are you doing to ensure that, that student has the mental capacity, have the knowledge and the and the um, instinct to know how to handle themselves so that they do not do that? That is where I feel like if we really wonder why we're in a conundrum, it is because. The curriculum has not caught up to the need. If it's one thing my students used to say, and I agree with them wholeheartedly, 200%. And as the daughter, daughter-in-law and wife of former teachers, I apologize if it offends you, but I, I have to say it. Um, some of this stuff y'all taught us, we didn't really need in life. And the curriculum is still set to teach things that are not where the need is, Okay. It's not where the need is. The need is not Pythagorean theorem. And I'm just using Pythagorean theorem because that was one thing in math. I remember learning and being like, what, am I, what, you, what you want me to do with it? Um, right. Um, while that is something that can still be taught, I feel that there are so many opportunities to teach students more about. And here comes the element um, socially appropriate behavior. One of the elements in the rite of passage is teaching socially appropriate behavior and socially appropriate behavior. It has a is very general and wide, but and I can even go into how we utilize that in student affairs where there is no curriculum per se for us. But there is. You'd be surprised. I am currently working on a school pride curriculum is one of the tactics I have to I have to create and it will. Um be is utilizing data all the way up to the vice president of our school is do we have a curriculum that exemplifies school pride and then i'm executing that curriculum which is truly what i was doing in the school system right um realizing that our students were bored they did not have in connection to the school and a strong feeling of a sense of belonging so how do we increase that through you know creating this sense of pride this sense of uh strength this sense of happiness and joy when i think about my school and think about my connection and think about what all i can go out there and be based upon me being a you know a razorback based upon me being a, a wildcat all those kind of things right that's a part of what it comes from. And then some of the teaching of socially appropriate behavior comes from those extracurricular activities that therefore can be translated into their everyday classroom life and into their life outside of the school. That is the curriculum piece that is missing. I know you want to just go math, science, social studies, and English. I know that. And I know you even want to add in the career ex, uh, parts of it of... Um, Oh, goodness. When you're doing like mechanics or cosmetology or agriculture, I get all that, too. But at some point, the socially appropriate behavior piece has to be taught in the schools in order to teach and gain some level of emotional intelligence that we don't go to. I'm mad at you. Now I'm pull out a gun and shoot you like you have. You have to have that in there. So even because. I'm 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 not gonna go into the the young man that went into the incident, but it's you know on the streets there are some conversations about his upbringing and you recognizing that that there would be a challenge for him to learn that at home based upon the upbringing, right? So if it is, I'm not saying that the school is the school system are totally responsible for it because hey, you you birthed the child, you should be teaching that too. But even if it doesn't, we're gonna have this over here to catch it. So I'm gonna give you. 
two quick examples. One is this. I love and um, follow and give shout outs to Morehouse College for their innovative, consistent and impactful freshman orientation or new student orientation, as we now say in higher ed, the new student orientation. Their NSO is amazing. It always for the from back when I can remember back in 2004 of having friends go through it, it has been amazing because it's transformative, right? So as I'm following them on Instagram, they are um, going around getting like video footage of the NSO leaders who they call commanders, right? So it's, it's like having an orientation team leader and we're going to you know, get a little video footage of you. Hey, how you doing? Are you excited about NSO? Yeah, I can't wait for all the guys to get here. We here for you. Welcome to the house. Boom, boom, boom. All this, right? One guy in particular, they catch him. He's, you could tell he is sweating. He's hot. He in the sun. And Atlanta, Georgia, trying to help students move in because this is move-in day. Because once they move in, now we're going to go through the orientation process. And they ask him like, hey, NSO Commander Williams, how you feeling today? You want to give a word to our incoming students? And he's like, hey, welcome to the house. So glad y'all here. But uh, let me let me ask y'all a question real quick. Why y'all ain't helping y'all mama move boxes? Like, Why y'all ain't helping y'all mamas? Oh, you know what? Don't even worry about it. We got y'all when y'all get here. We'll help y'all with that. If you know, what he is letting you know is that's not appropriate for your mama to be picking up everything and you just to be sitting down or you to just be chilling in the car in the air conditioning. And here at Morehouse, if what you're going to do is if you see someone in need and there's an opportunity for the help, you are to step up to the plate and help. They're about to teach socially appropriate behavior. And that's why he said, it's okay. Maybe you didn't learn that at home. But what we're going to do here at this house, we're going to teach you that. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Over the next week, you'll learn it. That's teaching socially appropriate behavior. And how are they teaching socially appropriate behavior? Through their orientation process. Okay? You can see what I'm saying? Y'all follow me on this? So I'm, I'm going to give you an example of even in the school system. I, for, I think, four years, did a coronation every year for our homecoming. So it would be where the students who had a royalty title is the way I'm going to call it. So I want you to follow me on this. That means I am Miss Freshman, Miss Sophomore, whatever it is, will participate in a uh, presentation of the royalty where we did dances and we called your names and read your autobiography and everybody dressed really nice in the gymnasium during the school day, okay? This is synonymous with historically black colleges where we tend to have coronations to officially crown Mr. and Miss title of the university. So Mr. and Ms. Payne College, um, Mr. and Ms. Tuskegee University, whatever, right? So we're doing something similar. First year we started this, it may have been 10 students in this whole coronation. The thing probably lasted all of like 30 minutes. <laughs> That's from getting the students into the gym to doing the program and getting them out, right? By the time fifth year came, baby, it's about 80 of them. We had a Mr. and Ms. Basketball Varsity, Mr. and Ms. Uh, junior Varsity Basketball, Mr. Mr. Varsity Football, Ms. Mr. and Ms. Toys for Tots. We had everything because it built the momentum of like, I want to be a part of this, which is good. That is creating that sense of belonging. I feel like I am a part of it. And it also created a culture. One of the small pieces of this program, small, yet it taught socially appropriate behavior. They had to learn how to stand still stare straight ahead and not move do not move do not move and they knew I and I we would I would drill it in them at practice and every time 
there was a different court that would show up to practice because now it's their turn to learn their part. It would get bigger and bigger. So the first court would be there, and that's just the the miss the class kings and queens. You're learning your part now. Bring in the athletic court. Now let's bring in the clubs and organizations court. Like we kept bringing, and everybody. By the time we got eighty kids out there, it is don't move. I don't care if you got an itch. I don't care if something flew in your eye. I don't care if your big toe is hurting. I don't care if your foot is sliding out of your heels that you wore. I don't care if your lash is about to come out. I don't care if your mom waves at you. I don't care if your sister called your name. Do not move. You stay focused. And that seems so, okay, yeah, they learning that for that. But that translates into them being able to do that in other entities. Can you sit in class and take a test and just be quiet? When you're done with your test, can you just sit there and be quiet and not disturb others? Can you stay focused on a task? Can you listen? Can you take direction? Because if you can't do it right here for a show, well, surely when we get into the big world, this is going to be a challenge, right? So something about what you are doing should be having moments to teach socially appropriate behavior to students. It should be there. And to think back, I had, you know, one student, Dion, who is now at uh, Fort Valley, um, doing great things out there. I remember one of his years, his uh, one thing, one, well, hold on, let me go back. One thing is at the very end, parents would be able to come out the bleachers and take pictures of their kids. And even the parents knew the culture was like, they're not going to move. So let me just take their picture. And they'll be, smile, do this. And them kids looking straight ahead like, mm -mm, you must not know. Medus, as they used to call me, Medus crazy. <laughs> and I would tell them, oh, mm -mm, mm -mm. once I give the cue, everybody can fall out. And it was it was also a, a challenge, which is another element that we'll talk about later. But I just remember Dion standing there and he had his sash on. And in each picture... They were taking to him. Dion Sash kept slipping, slipping off his shoulder, slipping off his shoulder to the point where it's around his waist. And Dion had not moved, had not moved. OK. And I look at him now and his endurance and his tenacity and his um, ability to just go out there and hustle and do what he need to do in school to to academically be great, to socially be great, to professionally be great. You know, we talk about that moment of like learning discipline through that. Through those moments, all those practices, all and, and then in the end, being able to be proud of what you accomplished. You and your friends and everybody out here, we did this great performance. We danced. We were showcased to the school. We were dressed nice. Our parents saw us, and we made everybody proud. And also set an example for our peers. That's how we are showing socially appropriate behavior, okay? All in all, because I know I ain't going to hold y'all long with after school talk, there has to be space where we're creating that and you have to be able to say that you're creating that in enough pockets to reach enough students in the school so if we still in five years only had 10 students participating in that coordination that wasn't enough but it's 80 now okay we own something it's people who i know are now saying they don't want to get a decimal record because they want to be miss toys for tots and they they heard that you can't like you got to be in good standing okay we own something because we're teaching them hey if you want to go do this you got to do this and that is appropriate behavior. It's appropriate to to stand here and stand tall in this moment. It is appropriate to cheer your friend on when you see them come through for this. It's appropriate to have the right grades and, the, and to be a, a, the role model to other people. It's appropriate to go take a friend that you don't know, know the routine and take them over there to the side real quick and help them out, right? We're teaching all those elements just in doing a coronation. Yes, but see, you want your teachers to be worn out and burnt out just trying to teach Pythagorean theorem. But you can't even teach little Johnny how to sit down and be quiet. There go your problem. And everything can't be learned in the classroom. Sometimes we got to take it to the extracurricular side. So, uh, look, 
child, she back here giggling, looking at her tablet. That lets me know it's time for me to go ahead and get off this microphone. So, anyways, tune in again as we go through these different elements to write a passage and put them into practice. Um, like, share, and subscribe after school. Talk with all of your people, and y'all have a great week.